Oh, and I'm the other co-host, Tyson Pauling. Yep, that's me, the one and only. And then producing our show, we have Riley Shackelford in the booth with us here. Wait, say something again, Riley. What's good, yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, so, so starting off today, we just want to talk about why we decided to do this. Um, so about two months ago, me and Tyson were kind of talking, and uh, we kind of came into the conversation of wanting to start a podcast, just so other people could hear the discussions that we've been having for the last almost three years together and the discussions of people that we have on the show yeah um another goal we had was to bring athletes from portland state but not just athletes from portland state because i feel like a lot of times um people get kind of wrapped up in the identity of athlete and kind of overlook people as people and don't see like the personality behind the sports (laughs) so um hopefully with this podcast we kind of get an opportunity to show people who athletes really are and kind of get more than you'd probably get from a from a sports podcast or a, a radio show or something like that. Yeah, or if it's just a regular friend that comes on a podcast and yeah. you know, talks about their life or talks about anything they want. There's definitely a lot you can learn from hearing about other people's experience. Um, so I think going into it, a little bit of understanding of where me and Tyson are at, um, we've been... <laughs> What is on my phone? <laughs> so me and Tyson have li- lived together for almost three years now, and I think the longest we've been apart is maybe two weeks. Two seconds. <laughs> um, I think it was probably about our second week here that Barnum started calling us brothers. Yeah. Because uh, we'd go to Target every single day. Every single day. After fall camp. Shout out to Target. <laughs> and just go peruse the aisles for probably... Lotion. I'm talking about clothes. I'm talking about video games. I'm talking about sun hats. You did just get a sun hat today. I did. It's very it's a nice one. But um, yeah, for the most part, I don't think me and you have really ever had an argument about anything too serious. No, me and Brooke are pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's, uh, you see what you get. I know you've you've definitely been there for some hard times for me. Mm. And uh, I've, oh. I've been thankful to have you in my life. So, yeah, other way around, too, brother. There's only one thing that's ever really bothered me. Oh, God. About oh, uh, God. what you've done here, and that's the fact that you decided to bring a ghost into our apartment. Oh, no, okay. So, if you want to go ahead and explain the, the origin on that one. All right. Okay. Let's get started on the ghost. All right. Well, so. My uh, freshman year here, I decided to bring a chain, you know, I called it the Big Cat, and the Big Cat represented me, because that's who I was, I was the Big Cat, and I got the chain on, you know, I'm just the ruler, I'm the, I'm just the, the lion, and, uh, well, the the Big Cat kind of got some backstory to it, about it, uh, kind of haunted, uh, you know, whoever has it, basically, just, like, bring some weird, weird stuff, uh, I'll never forget when you brought it to campus. 
The first week he brings it to campus, there's swarms and swarms of crows. I'm talking about thousands. More crows than I've ever seen here and have seen since. Yes, and that was the week that I brought the chain. And, you know, it's crazy. I was telling uh, Brick the story about the chain. And uh, so, like, whoever... What was was the original story? So you said you you guys bought it from, like, this Chinese market. Yeah, it was a Chinese... And and the guy said that it's supposed to bring good spirits to whoever holds the chain. Good spirit. And it would just bring weird... Like, weird stuff would happen. Like, me and Brick, we would just leave our room and, like hear something that was in the room but like no one was in there because obviously we're not in the room and uh there was one day where we were talking to uh, our RA and she was like oh I thought you guys were home because I like looked over in the room and like the TV was on and like there was definitely like something watching TV and me and Vic are like yeah nah what are you talking about we weren't even there she was like no like someone was for sure watching something on the TV. And that's when we first had our, our first encounter with the, uh, the presence. Yes, and then the second one was... Well, uh, but then the first time we actually encountered it, we came back to our room, both me and you. Oh, yeah. After I, having been gone for a couple hours. and yeah. um, I turned on the TV and Fort, it, Fortnite was on. In the middle of a game. In the middle of a game. I'm talking about mid-build. And it then just stopped. All of a sudden it stops. The, the Xbox turns off. Turns off. Like it was like it was like we caught the ghost playing Fortnite, and it was uh, it was the weirdest. It was the weirdest thing. Like the, it was in the middle of a Fortnite game, and it had like two or three kills. Yeah, the weirdest thing. And then after that, I think the second time uh, we came home and everything was unplugged. Oh yeah, like yeah, everything was unplugged. Like yeah, I do remember that because yeah. the the power outlet, the thing, the power strip was unplugged from the wall. The fans were unplugged. Um, that was weird. But those were pretty pretty normal. Yeah. When it started getting weird is when you and me started seeing things in the room at night. Oh. Yes. So I think yes. probably the one that stuck with me from scary. freshman year the most yeah, is... I, um, I, was, I was asleep. So the way me and Tyson's room was set up is... Basically, there is uh, his bed, and then there was a dresser between us, and then my bed. So there's probably about three feet between us where we were sleeping, and uh, we could see each other, you know, all, all. It was a really tiny room. We could see each other all the time. But I'm asleep. Tyson's up playing video games, and I wake up scared. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, just, I'm like Tyson, who's in our kitchen? Because I look over in the sink and I see a set of hands washing dishes. Like white hands in the sink washing dishes, and I said, "Tyson, like, who's in our room?" I look over. I'm like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" I was like, "There's nothing over there." So I'm assuming that Tyson just got somebody over and he doesn't want to tell me about it. So I go back to bed, thinking that it's not a big deal. And then I wake up the next morning. I'm like, "So, like, Tyson, like, for real, who was who was in our room? Like, why are you messing with me?" And I was like, "There was nobody. Like, I was just up playing video games, and I went to sleep." So that was the that was the first time we saw him in the dorm. The second I, I time another was one, Another time, too, because I remember when I woke up and I looked at the door, I seen half of a person. And we didn't have any jackets hanging up over there, so it couldn't be like a jacket or anything. It was just, I seen half of a person. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go back to sleep. And I was like, Ugh. The other weird thing that always happened in that dorm is um, you would just hear sounds of, like, someone moving furniture 
Either yeah. like a floor above or a floor below. And you hear just like a... You heard that, yeah, there was the knock, and then there was also like someone shoving a, a chair across the floor. Yeah, that was weird. But there was never, obviously, anyone doing it. It would be like 3 a.m. and these weird sounds. And it didn't just happen in our room. It happened in other people's rooms, too. Yeah. But, um... Place is a freaky place. And then uh, we had the pleasure of taking that ghost with us on the road, too. Oh, yeah. Wait. Remember in uh, that hotel in Idaho when um, when when we were asleep and we you woke up because the lights got turned on and then uh, I was dead asleep and then you just went back to sleep. Remember that? Oh, uh, because um. I woke up and I remember the lights were on. Uh, and then I was like, why'd you leave the lights on? You're like, I didn't. I just woke up and I saw them on and I went back to sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do remember this. Yeah, that was, uh, that was freaky. I just, like, most of the times, like, when I just see something scary, I'm just like, let me just go back to sleep because it's not going to turn out well if I get up and look at this. The the scariest time I ever had with, with Big Cat um, is I had a I had a friend staying over and they were sleeping on my couch in the living room and I was in my bed and uh, I look up and at the edge of my bed I see my friend standing there um, my closet was open and I just see them standing at the edge of my bed and I'm like hey what's going on like what do you need like is everything okay and um, they weren't talking to me and so I kept asking them, like, what's going on, what's going on, are you okay? And then they slowly started walking backwards <coughs> into my closet. And I was really freaked out at this point because I didn't know who it was. Because as they were walking backwards, I kind of started sitting up in my bed because I was awake. And I started sitting up and I see my friend still asleep on the couch. So then I, uh, I got really freaked out. I got out of bed, I grabbed my flashlight and I thought someone had broken into my apartment and was hiding in my closet. So I run up to my closet throw the flashlight on and it was empty so it was just I had this shadow figure just watching me as I slept and that really like freaked me out and I didn't go back to sleep for a while after that but yeah that was probably the that's probably the scariest time because because it's just weird having something watch you as you sleep but ever since you you brought the necklace back to California I haven't or, yeah no yeah because I took I took him back I took a uh, big cat found his destiny back in California so he decided to be with uh, one of the homies, so I had to leave him back in California. But, uh, On the topic okay. of, you uh, might visit Oregon again. No, you gotta leave him <laughs> in California. Big Cat was awesome. I hung him up right in the room all the time because he was just a protector. I don't, yeah, I, was, I don't know if he was ever an evil spirit, but uh, it was definitely a good definitely spirit. weird. He just did some time weird time. things. Just did some weird things. Oh, uh, uh, let's uh. I'll say another another thing we're on the topic of with um, we talked about traveling a little bit. But I don't think some people might not know why we travel. So uh, both me and Tyson are offensive linemen here at Portland State University. Um, I play center and he plays guard. And, and a little bit of tackle. You know, I mean, we all play a little something. A little something, some. But uh, so this last year. Me and Tyson spent our first year traveling together, and we got to see a good deal of the American experience. Some questions. 
Or as Barney calls it, the Americana Tour. Americana Tour. <clears throat> Most of those road trips consisted of uh, Dickie's Barbecue and the great flat plains of eastern Washington. Riley could, Riley could join in on this one right here. Yeah. Riley. Riley. Long snapper number 49. <laughs> oh, snap. That's not his number. I messed it up. Oh, Riley, can you please tell the people your number? Please. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. No, it's not. What? No, say it. Say it for the people. Say it. 48. Dang, I, I, I was off by I was off by a one. How do you forget the chain too? I don't know. I just oh yeah, just don't pay attention. So as last season, actually both of you were affected by pretty oh. pretty serious injuries. Yeah, um, a couple of injuries. Yeah, for me. And I, I just wonder, like, what what is that like having to go through that process of being the guy, and then getting hurt, and then having to watch someone fill your position? Yeah, ooh, wow, that's tough. That Man. is tough. It's something you don't want to see. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, just grind so hard, and then something stops you, and then you're just like, oh. But, you know, you just got to get back up. I know with, with you, Shaq, um, we had obviously probably one of the biggest special special teams moments in our school's history with getting a field goal kick over Montana in their home home, home stadium to win the game. Yeah. Oh, yes. And that was, I think, honestly, like, what, one game after your injury? Yeah, yeah that was, nice that was one game after your injury. That is crazy. Of all the times we would have really needed a perfect snap, it was right because I remember in the stadium they weren't even trying to ice our kicker. They were trying to they ice weren't even, snap. They had another timeout left and they didn't even ice Cody. Oh, shout out Cody! Yeah, shout out Cody! Cody yeah. will soon be on the podcast sometime. That's my boy. So that uh, is Riley's boy right there. I don't know. Like, if you're if you're injured like that, are you are you hoping for the success of the person who takes your spot, or are you kind of secretly hoping that you know it's you out there? No, I mean I definitely. Uh, Want the team to succeed. Yeah. Definitely wanted Gio to have money snap. And yeah. It is great for everybody. I mean, like, that's just a cool moment to be, to witness. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. to be a part of it would have been amazing. For know? sure. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, you wish the best for the person that's in for your spot because you want the best for the team. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to come back from that injury no matter what. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Give or take. That's <laughs> not what we're talking about. But, I mean, from the injuries that we had, yes, people come back. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, does it ever make you nervous seeing the guy do well? No. No? Because you just, you have the confidence in yourself. 100%. Yeah. I feel like And, like, that person in most, in most schools, in most situations, doesn't even want to be doing that. Yeah. For me, at least, it's probably different if I play well, um, so I guess a question for all three of us: What is probably the coolest place you've seen getting to travel so far? Mm. Football, right? Yeah. Um. Where, where can we go? Where did we go again? I mean, we, we went to Nevada. We went to Montana. Mm. Then we went uh, Sacramento. Yeah. Sacramento. I think the coolest experience for me overall. Washington. You dub? Yeah. 
See what's funny? I've never been there before prior to football to Seattle. And especially at that time it was like a nice like, fall day. Yeah. Ooh. And the hotel we stayed in was downtown. It was the nice hotel I ever stayed in. Did like yeah, hook you guys up too or? Nah, I mean it was just cool. Like, yeah. It was like my third game. Okay. Mm. Like My Oregon. This Oregon year. was pretty cool. Oregon was cool. Oh, Oregon was cool, bro. Oregon was that was awesome because like when I was younger, I would always play like the NCAA games, and I would always play as Oregon. Like I was like, or USC because you know I'm from Southern California, you know. But um. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I always, I mean, because I was, I was like, oh, like, they're big time in Nike. They have all these different types of uniforms. It was like, shoot, I mean, I'm going to play as Oregon. And I always used to play as Oregon. I used to, like, do a career and all that stuff and go from high school and choose on Oregon, and I'll be the running back, and I'd just be shifty, 99 overall, just breaking people, hurdling people, you know, the huge. But, um... Man, it was that was that was awesome. Just that being in that environment, even though we lost, even even though we lost, I mean, it was a great environment. Yeah. Like seeing all all those people just watching you at one time, like that was just insane. Like to be on that field after playing it on a video game when I was younger, it was like, wow. Like I'm really walking out of this tunnel to yeah. be in this game. Oh, bro, yeah. Oregon, they took a... The press took a picture of all the kickers coming out. Uh, all the... Of me. Yeah. And I've yet to find this picture on the internet. And it, it has to be so filthy. Oh, <laughs> um, now, the one thing I didn't expect going to Oregon, with all the money Nike has... <clears throat> excuse me. They're... Visiting locker rooms sucked. Oh, my <laughs> God. so terrible. small. Like, it just sucked. Um, hey man, ever have a basketball locker? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, th- we we probably aren't even the biggest team to go in there because I'm sure Oregon State probably brings seventy or eighty, and we were we what were we hacked in there. Oh, are you talking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It wasn't even a. It wasn't even like a busy locker room. I think it was their women's soccer team's locker room. I felt like I was in a boys, like locker room. I felt like I was back in like junior high where they just put up those lockers and they tell you that they're gonna put in like nice ones but they just bring in ones that are just you know oh they're terrible and then the bathroom was like all flooded the toilet didn't work it was just it was just it was just surprising that you because you think you go to one of these schools with such a huge reputation and one especially it's getting as much nike uh, nike money as oregon and then they they just don't even have a, a visiting locker room yeah I mean, shoot, maybe that was the point, though. That, I mean, that does make sense. Maybe that was the point, just to get us really Get us mad. uncomfortable. Yeah, get us uncomfortable or something. I mean, it, did you hear about, I think it's the Rose, yeah, Rose Bowl. Their away locker room is, like, pink or something. They painted it pink. I think it's a SEC school, actually. Really? I thought it was a Rose, I thought it was where UCLA was. Really? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a fair tactic. You don't necessarily want your your opponent to be comfortable yeah. before the game. So imagine just having just a, a visiting locker room just pink. <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, 
Um, coming up, I know me and Tyson get to experience Hawaii. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. Right? Are you still gonna be here for that? No. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be crazy. I want to leave like a week before that, <laughs> before we play them, because that will be that'll be something else. I know that'll be that'll be my first time going to Hawaii, and probably like the first. Big vac not because it's not a vacation, right? But the first like big vacation place I'll ever really have been to, um, aside from California, but I used to live there, so really count it. Uh, yeah, that'll be a pretty pretty crazy experience overall. Um, yeah. Do you have any Do you have any uh, Q and A's for us, Riley? As we head uh, head towards the end of the podcast. I sure do. All right, so when is the last time you met someone outside of social media? Ooh. So this question... Well, okay, wait, what do you mean? Met somebody I, and, I, like, have a decent relationship with them. Uh, Talk to them a couple times a week, whatever it may be. Nice uh, friendship. You can go first. I mean, I meet, I think I meet most of the people in my life in person. Uh, just because I kind of operate like a middle-aged dad as far as social media. <laughs> so, like, I don't use it too often. Um, but for the most part, I Is I it use, the most recent? Are, are we talking about the most recent person, or are we just talking about how... I think it's... When's the last time you did it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the, the last, last time, time I met someone off social media and stayed friends with them, it's probably going to be my girlfriend, um, currently, because I met her... Uh, off of a dating app, but we just ended up working out and we're over a year together now, so yeah, yeah. I think it definitely can work. Yeah. Ah, dang, I don't even know. I mean, I can say I met you. I ha- I didn't meet you. I- well, oh, no, no, I didn't meet you on social media. I forgot it has to be social media. I thought we talking. Wait. I met you in person before I followed you on social media. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't. I don't think. I think me and you are more people, people, people rather people, than people. social media people. Yeah. I, yeah, I do I think it's an interesting thing though that there's a lot of people in today's society that I just can't remember the last person that I met, like before, like without social media, and then like stayed friends with. Because I mean, I, can't I guess is that, is that question asking like is it saying that you met them solely on social media and then became friends with them afterwards, or are you talking about? You met this person before social media was a thing and stayed friends since then. Before you knew about their social media account. Oh. Okay. So just meeting someone on the street, basically. And having, like, and having a friendship after that. Friendship yeah, I think, I mean, for me, I think that's most people I meet. Yeah, that is most people I meet. I just can't remember the, last, the latest person I met. Yeah. Here we go, next question. A scenario question or a story question? Uh, let's go story questions to be the scenario. Alright. So, Portland has a lot of homeless people. Ooh. Uh, and just give, I, I don't know, maybe not your most wild story, but one of. Ooh. You go first. I remember, and I think it was, it, it was just a memory too, so I think it was yesterday. 
I think it was a memory from yesterday because I got it on Snapchat. And it was uh, that one. Uh, it was that one guy that we met on the ma- the TriMet, the TriMet train, and he was like, he was like, we do this for the world or like something like that. And then he got out at Pioneer Square and then started running alongside the Max. Do you remember that? Right I don't there? think I was there. Let me, let me, let me. Here, let me, uh, let me see. What's up? Uh, here, you go with your story. And I'll I say, I know for me, I was walking down the street with uh, my girlfriend and her friend. I guess we're getting a call. Ask for the phone, guy. Oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. Hey. Hey man, we got a special uh Hey we got a hold guest. on, we got a we got a special special caller. Hey uh this caller say your name. Hey, stop, you don't gotta talk that loud. I believe they're good. Ah, that's this is this is one of one of my best friends, uh Malik Third Gill. Yeah, special segment call. Spe- special segment. Malik, say hello to the viewers. Hello everybody. So Malik Third Gill is a tight end here at Portland State, uh, number eighty eight. He is the same age as me and Tyson and was our neighbor in the dorms actually. Probably, I would probably consider probably our closest friend outside of uh, outside of each other. Um, but. but yeah, hey, hold on, I'm gonna call you back. Alright. Alright. Here, let me continue to find this video. Yeah. Go, keep going on with your story. Get, get it back to mine. I was walking down the street with my uh, girlfriend and her friend and. Um, so the homeless people can sell these newspaper called Street Roots, and I think it's actually a pretty good program because it's stories written by written by um, homeless individuals, and they get to publish them in a newspaper and sell that newspaper for a profit. Um, but so I'm walking on the street, and this guy's trying to sell it, and I kindly tell him, I say, "No, thank you, sir," and I try and keep walking. And at this point, he starts screaming at me. He's telling me that I'm just a I'm a rich kid who doesn't care about him. Obviously throwing a lot more curse words in there than I'm at liberty to say right now, but... Um, so I'm trying to walk away. I'm just trying to not give him energy, like, not trying to give him attention. Just trying to let him kind of work it out on his own. I I know I'm not a rich kid. I went two school teachers as parents. It's not like I'm raking in dough. But, uh, so I'm walking away. He's getting frustrated. And then he starts following us. Uh-huh. And he followed me for five city blocks. And I was about to call the police because he was threatening me. And he was trying to tell me... You know, I'll, I'll wipe the floor with you and I'll, you know, do this and that. And I, I mean, I'm six and a half feet tall, 300 pounds. I wasn't very afraid of this guy. He was kind of just a weird homeless guy, but he was just so aggressive and upset about me saying, no, thank you, sir, to buying a newspaper. And that was just a little, oh, that's geez. probably the, the craziest one I ever had to deal that's with. Weird. Look, I found the, look, look, you guys hear the audio, but. But you, you're telling me you don't remember. Oh. I wasn't there, dude. When the student was I riding. wasn't there. Oh my god. Oh, were you there with me? Look at that. Jeez. Okay, well, there's one homeless guy and he, he was talking like some crazy just politics in, in the train when we were going downtown. And. Uh, Keep going. What? I remember that when we were going to see Captain Marvel and the homeless guy called me fat. Oh. <laughs> Yes. This guy looks at me and he goes, him? huh? What'd you say back to him? Well, he looks at me and goes, you eat a lot of cheeseburgers? Yeah. And yeah. I said, 
Uh, I don't know. I like cheeseburgers. He's like, yeah, you look like you eat a lot of cheeseburgers. Yeah. He was telling, he was telling this to both of us. He was like, you guys look like you guys can eat a lot of cheeseburgers. And I'm like, wait, so what does that mean? <laughs> like, what are you trying to tell me right now? He was now? trying to tell us that we were going to die young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah. Gotta stay away from the ground beef. What do you say back, bro? I mean, like, what do you say back? The guy was like 80 years old, and he's just yelling at us. Man, he was 40. He's almost. He said he was 77. He's pretty adamant with that. Uh, but it was just—I mean, it's definitely part of the Portland culture. Oh. Um, and it's something that I think policymakers need to work to address better. Um, just because I think a lot of it could be preventable or at least worked on. Um, but just because of the the cost of living downtown, and you know, combined with a lot of other factors, socioeconomic-wise in the city, I think it's kind of become a growing problem, and one that people aren't really doing enough to address quite yet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I got. I got a. You got a question? I got a. Would you rather? Ooh. All right. Would you rather be able to detect any lie you hear or get away with any lie you tell? Ooh, deep. <laughs> I mean, to a certain degree, does that, uh, you gotta think, like, um, which do you think you can benefit from more? I would like, I would like to be able to detect, uh, but, oh. Imagine, imagine, you could, you could do anything, though, if anyone believed whatever you said. Yeah, you could do anything. Like, you could just, you could, you <laughs> You can walk into a bank and say, I have perfect credit, give me a 0% interest rate, and they would have to believe you. They would have to believe you. Oh. You got me with that one, man. I'm going going with, I'm going with get away with any lie that you tell. I mean, that's that's like a a legit superpower if you had that. Yeah, because you can go into a bank and be like, hey, the president told me to give me all this money. (laughs) And they'd be like, Oh yeah, all right, cool. I mean, here. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Like I know that. Like, okay. That's that's Riley. What would you say? What would you do? I'm going detect. Detect. Ooh. Detect and that, lie. You can gain power because you know when everybody's lying. I guess that's true. That is. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. But on that same note, though, if you're the only one that can detect someone's lie, what's to prevent them from lying to say that you're lying? Run that back. So like, let's say let's say someone is telling a big lie, right? Sure. Like um, they're saying like uh, vaccines cause autism. There mm. you go. Big lie, right? And people are believing them, but you know they're lying. How are you? How are you supposed to convince other people if they just say you're lying about it? With evidence. Okay, but what if? What if I mean like what I'm saying is if you if you everyone believes what you say versus you being able to tell what other people say, if if someone is lying, they can always just lie and say that you're lying about them. Right? Mm. So it it'll all be like if you're if you're choosing the detect option, it's great for yourself, but it does limit your power as far as what you can do with it. I was just thinking financially you can make like, <laughs> a lot of money doing that. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Move on. Next one. Let's do two more questions. All right. Would you rather have no taste buds or be colorblind? Colorblind. I'd rather be colorblind, too. 
Yeah. You can taste the rainbow, baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like tastes. I think I think taste is actually the strongest sense we have as humans. Um, so, or it's either like taste and smell. So I think just like there's so many different things to experience with food that I would rather just not be able to see color. Because black and white is still pretty cool. I mean, people sometimes choose to create art in black and white because of the expressive value of it. Yeah. But no one, makes, no one makes food flavorless on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's great. That's a great answer right there. I like that. Huh? We're convenient. Alright. Last one. And I'm going to make this one crazy because I'm going to make you cringe. Alright. Would you rather get a nail and a hammer and hold your hand up to the wall and go dead center, just like straight through your hand, or put a toothpick underneath your big toenail and kick the door? Uh, nail and hammer. Nail and hammer? I'm gonna have to go toe down. Bro. Oh my gosh, I can't the nail, that. The nail thing ah. is it was a it was a Japanese prisoner of war tactic. They would take bamboo shoots and put them underneath people's fingernails and literally have them peel off the fingernails. It's one of the most intense pain you can feel because there's so many nerves. Bro, yeah, you don't understand like how many nerves are underneath. Whereas the middle of your hand, all to your body, I, like. I don't know, the middle what of you your mean, hand. Bro, look, if I put my hand against the wall like this. You're breaking one bone. You're break, or what if I just, ow, ooh, ah, yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> what, like, I'm telling hey, man, you. I'm just saying you can't only. Bow, just, ow, underneath the toenail and the toothpick. Who says that your whole toenail is coming off? Though? It's not coming off though. I'm just talking That's about just a lot nerves, like getting, getting. Yeah, but I feel like the, the overall Sleep. damage is. The overall damage would be a lot less significant because obviously you don't need a toenail if yeah. it is coming off. I mean, you can lift out a hand too, but I'd rather lift out a toenail. Yeah, hand. yeah, that's true. I see. I, my my rationale is I'd rather not experience as much pain, but I see the rationale of experiencing more pain. And, Suffering less. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Well, that's going to do it for the first podcast featuring me, Brady, and the boy, our producer, Riley Shackelford. Um, we hope you guys liked it. You know, just keep coming back, listening to what we have to say, or, you know, the people that we bring on the show have to say. Uh, it's definitely going to be a great time, and, uh, we're thankful for everybody that's going to be listening. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely, I mean, obviously this is our first time recording any kind of anything, so it's kind of going to be a work in progress, and hopefully we get a little better as the road goes on. Um, if there's anything you guys want to hear or hear us talk about, uh, leave it on our Twitter page. Yes, because um, we also have a Twitter page. That's going to be at BNT Power Hour. Uh, feel free to follow us. That's where we're going to be posting all the episodes. Um, we're going to link it to a SoundCloud should be pretty easy for you guys to access um but yeah this is our first episode we're excited to keep going and uh we'll see you guys next week